Welcome to Across the Pond, Marketing Transformed, a podcast that explores ways to transform your business and marketing strategy, whether you are a rising star, entrepreneur, or experienced professional. A show packed with stories to inspire success and build a growth mindset for you and your company. Featuring global brand CMOs, transformation experts, and business founders, your co-hosts, Chris Lawson in London, UK, and Samuel Money across the pond in Philadelphia, USA. Welcome to episode 32 of Across the Pond Marketing Transformed. My name's Samuel Money. I'm on the east coast of the US in Philadelphia, and I'm joined from London in the UK by Chris Lawson. Say hi, Chris. Hey, Sam. How are you doing this week? Yeah, doing good. I think we, we again, we, you know, we're in the midst of this sort of chaotic COVID environment, but we're keeping positive, we're keeping going on and putting together another great show as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely focusing the mind, that's for certain. Yeah, definitely. I think that we're actually putting more effort. I'm prouder of the shows we've been doing of late because we have been doing a lot more research and really looking to support the audience with information, concepts, frameworks, just perspectives that are really more valuable now, I think, than ever before. And as a marketer, it's evident that two usually combative parties are rapidly shifting to working closer together to focus on digital transformation. In fact, if anything positive can be taken out of this COVID-19, it's probably forced the issue for digital transformation. It cannot possibly be ignored going forward. It's it stands for much more than suddenly working from home over Zoom or WebEx. It's about digging deeper, digging real deep to deliver the value in a more digitally driven world. And as I said, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're really young, being taught by teachers virtually through um, working age or even older, older throughout your life, life cycle, staying connected with family and friends. We're just much more digital in the current climate of this social distancing. Uh, well, so if we think about a few weeks ago, the poor CEO may have been playing the role of referee and having to manage finance and supply chain and HR. For many companies, actually, the CIO and the CMO are setting the future direction of the business. Simply put, there's less skepticism about why they have a seat at the table in a virtual work world where the technology and the data and connectivity is the only way to operate and where consumers and the customer needs have changed in a seismic way, the CIO and the CMO are in high demand. They're being entrusted to lead. Now I'm bigging them up there, Chris. So does that ring true to you? Absolutely, Sam. I mean, look, if there was any doubt before, digital transformation is not a choice it's what's dominating the boardrooms, it's what's dominating conversations at the moment about how it's so rapidly sped up. And and as you say, Sam, mm-hmm. there's two key players there, um, if players is the right word, um, the uh, CMO and the CIO, and they're, they're having to come together to, to look at these issues that are being raised now. Interestingly, there's a team at a real estate company called Cushman and Wakefield, and and there's an article which where they were looking at the future work office post COVID nineteen, and they say, yeah, fast forwarding the future work by as much as a decade was what they'd estimated mm. that this this uh, crisis has delivered, and, right. and as mm-hmm. telecommuting and Zoom meetings with kids screaming in the background become the new mm-hmm. normal. It, it starts to make you think. Where does that take us? And 
and as the virus brings some other aspects into play as well. Interestingly, China um, feel that they've managed to get back to work quickly because they've got a quite a sophisticated sort of, um, your technology in the background about circulating high-quality sort of purified air. Um, mm. and, and that's a, that's a real issue, issue apparently, in, sort of, uh, right. in some Western offices. So, so it does make you think, as working from home becomes increasingly easy and popular, Will employees get less tolerant of workplaces that fail to promote health and well-being? And, mm. and, I, and I think that's an interesting fact where that work-life integration, which will change our perspective, where actually when we're in the office, we're going to want it to be a safe environment. Otherwise, we're going to yeah. choose not to go in, I imagine. Yeah, I think now it's it's renegotiating the sort of value equation for the world of work. And there's a great Gartner piece on things that CIA should be focusing on right now. And to shift from the day-to-day operational, thinking a bit longer terms, such as training and helping employees, helping them understand and use all the new tech, but also fit that into their work and lifestyle and life schedule. Not only how to use it, but things like privacy and security to make sure that, you know, business operations, there isn't any risk there. And a point we'll come to later is the, the role of making things like self-service and self-service technology easier and better. And you're doing that internally, but you're now actually having to make that available to your customers externally as well, because they're becoming more and more demanding and you have to meet those needs as well. Let's start by understanding these roles though, Sam. Now, now look, I think we're, we're clear what our chief marketing officer looks like. And obviously, in some organization, that includes commercial responsibility as well as marketing. And, and we've talked about how MarTech is an important part of that now as well. Uh, but the, the chief information officer, the CIO, is the corporate mm-hmm. exec in charge of information technology, the strategy, the implementation, the hardware, the software, they oversee the data and look at how new tech can provide mm-hmm. value in the business as well. And and importantly, they're normally point person for digital transformation as well. And, and the interesting thing, you know, we talked a few episodes back, well, quite a few episodes back, I think now, as just as marketers mm-hmm. saw an explosion of middle-ranking digital marketers rising through the ranks to become CMOs because they became more important, the same applied with IT as well. We saw IT managers extending their role into business operations. That then opens the door for the CIOs to be involved in business strategy and how how organizations can take advantage of the internet, which obviously became more, um, more a part of the everyday mm-hmm. life of uh, most organizations. And, and therefore, the, the CIO, CIO is seen as a strategic partner, another C-suite executive intent on developing a, um, a vision um, and demonstrating how IT can support that. But interestingly as well, they're, they're also there for innovation. And as money becomes a premium, mm-hmm. they have to find smart ways to develop new ideas. Tech hackathons is obviously a clear one. So, so not only have they got all of those responsibilities, they've got short bursts of creativity where they're looking at potential solutions mm-hmm. to business challenges as well. So it's a big remit, Sam, and it's evolving. Yeah. So one possible reason for the clash, I think, is that this is this is two heavyweights with large, sometimes overwhelming responsibilities, and clearly they're going to rub up against each other from time to time. Yeah, there is that that 
tension and that conflict, but there's also a clear need to work together. The interesting thing is the MarTech companies have been saying for years when selling the software and the tools, they're normally talking with the CIA or CTO, and they've struggled to connect with the CMO in those organizations as a key influential stakeholder in the process, or even as the person buying. It's, it's a bit of debatable if it's because that the marketing function has deprioritized it, or just didn't have the budget, or perhaps simply lacked understanding the role, the power of the technology and how the world of marketing has changed and how it is integrated with it. Um, if we could find a way, if they could find a way to make a collaborative process, a creative process between a CIO and CMO, you talked about that creativity earlier, and have that shared vision to work together to then execute the next steps of driving the business. And it could be in areas such as lining up on the brief and the procurement process up front and having those stakeholders working together to craft that. But if that doesn't happen, then ultimately implementation is going to take longer or not happen at all in some cases where the tech's there and it's not even being used and ultimately digital transformation is going to take longer and longer and longer ultimately it's about change there's a definitely i see an opportunity for a mindset shift for the cmo to see the cio as a missing piece to their team so they're actually teammates they're colleagues working together cio cto is the missing piece digital support structure that helps make marketing's ideas a reality. For example, you could brainstorm things like new customer apps or new digital downloads, for example, reducing wait times and transparency with customers. Without the CIO, CMO convergence, the discussion could have been more creative, but the infrastructure would not have existed unless you put those two together to make that vision a reality. Yeah, so so let's look let's look at what great looks like and and how difficult it is to get there. I mean, as as I mentioned before, and as you just talked about, CIO responsible for digital transformation, meaning that they they need to work in a cross functional way, um, and. There's a report by HBR Analytics. Um, it's called Transformation Masters, if you want to check it out. But but depicts the scenario. It says fast-moving, cross-functional teams of people from different parts of the organization right. experiment and innovate together to deliver new products and capabilities at an unprecedented pace. The old leadership rules don't apply anymore. And what that's going to mean, I mean, that, that should be familiar to all of us, is what that's going to mean is that any C-suite executive is going to need comm skill, mm -hmm. empathy, the ability to build yeah. bridges. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that, that's a challenge. These are classic skills associated with HR and marketing. Um, how do you connect with people with values, the aims and the mission so that you can keep focus on the bigger picture? And and it's perhaps sometimes difficult for some who are happier dealing with ones and zeros. Now that, that's not that's not a stereotype, but there are there's some sort of tech directors that are very much happier on the operational side when when actually mm -hmm. a lot of CIOs now what they need to do is is take a, a bigger picture and a role within that. And, and whilst it could also be argued, Sam, is that the CMOs need to move the other way. It's not just about proposition development or creative ideas. So mm -hmm. much of marketing is done by the product of a MarTech. Unless right. you can manage a complex project plan, 
unless you understand the difference between your front-end developers and your data architects, you're going to struggle. Right. You know, if you yeah. don't know how each cog is going to integrate um, and how it makes a great project, then how can you empathize with your key stakeholders? Um, so it's a real challenge there, I think, Sam. Uh, it mm. reminds me, one of the hardest jobs that I did was at Inspired Entertainment when I purposely put myself into a, a software company after many me years in media. And I sat on project gate calls for hours at a time, understanding a tenth of what was discussed, mm. if indeed that, until it started to click. And some of it absolutely never clicked. You know, 14 mm. different nationalities of developers, some really complicated technology. Yet, if I hadn't done that, then how am mm. I able to start to develop my knowledge of where marketing starts and where product um, knowledge comes to comes into it a bit more. Yeah, I think you're, you're moving us to personalizing this and really walking the shoes and of the colleagues in those functions in those areas. And I'm sitting I, when I was sitting in with the IT team, for me, it was a revelation, a real revelation. In fact, what I started to find was that my colleagues in those departments were very centered on designing a system that worked collectively or worked in an integrated and interdependent way. What I mean is that if there was a way that data, for example, just say there was a product recall, was it, if it was important to one brand, then naturally they wanted to build an ecosystem that allowed all the brands to leverage that same learning. If we knew consumers were complaining about, say, the lid of a product or the, the cap of the product, then all the brands should be on the watch out to take corrective measures with that information. Essentially, they were actually saying that, hey, we as a, as a function of providing insights, let's join them up to the people who can take action and to help deliver a better customer experience. And we'll come back to customer experience because for me, that's where it all starts to see how it links to marketing in a great way. And I've seen the agile startups that thrive on that, embed their IT people in the team with sales and product and design and marketing. And that was just an obvious way of setting things up. How However, my experience in legacy companies, legacy packaged goods company especially, is that they have a huge blind spot. They're very siloed. Often marketing has a very transactional relationship with information IT teams. And marketing still wants to call the shots or the general managers still want to call, call the shots. I recall setting up a hackathon for a, a website when I was working on on a consumer packaged goods brand, and I was getting questions as to why IT were involved. Why were they invited? It was IT were in a different building, and only recently had a few of the, the team members located near where the marketers were. And it just kind of blew my mind completely till I realized it was more about the marketers being territorial it's about who owned the website, not what we were going to do with it or what was best for customers. And my point there is there's a need for marketers, especially in the legacy organizations, especially the legacy leadership, to walk in the shoes of their IT peers and colleagues, shift from thinking of themselves as order takers and behave as collaborative partners. Yeah, good point there. There's a, um, a group CTO at Whitbread. He used to be a CIO at Virgin Active, a guy called Andy Caddy. And, and he said that the new job descriptions of a CIO involves relationships and transparency, collaboration and business value. The great digital leaders of the next decade will need to understand the business intimately. They will be the masters of change and they can only do this if they're 
familiar with the businesses they're changing. And I, I think that that's music to our ears, to be honest, Sam. If, mm. um, but interestingly, if we talk about leadership, you can sometimes have too yep. many chiefs if there's a case of, um, and it can be a case of not knowing who's taking the lead in that. And uh, and I think one aspect that is happening in is, is around marketing technology. Uh, some experts predict that spending on MarTech will reach 120 billion by 2025. Ogilvy, mm. um, obviously the agency network, has a 900 strong MarTech army in, it, in its midst. And we see countless takeovers of yeah. large organizations taking over large um, software companies, effectively. Salesforce acquiring Tableau for 15 billion, Adobe requiring Marketo for. 4.75 billion. So so the point there is that MarTech is is here to to stay. So unless you spend all of your time in this world, you're going to need your CIO by your side to help you navigate your way through that. And does a CMO mm. understand the tech well enough to specify the needs and and, and how does mm. that that work? I think the final point there Sam is that marketers are not seen as great at briefing you know we talked about that whether it's creative briefs and i think that's the same with technology as well so you need to forge that relationship with your cio if you want it to be successful and you're to get the right technology into the business that briefing part you made just just had flashbacks on that and um i sense part of the driver is is that the cmos don't want to be subservient to the cios but that's not even the right way to think about it in my eyes. Building on what you're saying before, it's inevitable that the future lies in just making it about the customer experience. Taking the customer experience view is the uniting force. It's about that common ground and collaboration, the ability to bring together all the data and the information and having a single view of the customer and the metrics that matter to support the acquisition, retention, and advocacy strategies as, you, as, as the company wants to try and hit. Both the CI and CMO can make the case that they are crucial to enabling things to be better for the customer, be it making the products easier to find and use, easier to buy, or easier to get help or service. Marketing and IT can channel their efforts into customer experience. It could be things like how fast can you open up your bank account or the ability to stop or cancel a service. And Chris, in a, in a recent show, you talked about the ability to cancel your sports package as a really easy example. And if you're thinking about the KPIs that these folks need to be, can, can be working on is things like just the customer net promoter score, which both parties can work together in, or the digital experiment pipeline. So how much experimentation is happening and how quickly are they bringing things to market? The, the digital conversion conversion rate. So all of those areas are both the CIO and the CMO relevant areas. There's a critical link also to the conversations we had in episodes 12 and 13 on metrics. It's about ensuring there's a collaborative contribution to those metrics from the PR, shopper, media, but also the IT and marketing functions and areas such as page load speed or customer web form registrations and so on and so on. So my mantra always is the person closest to the data gets to make the decision. That's the key rule that fuels collaboration and gets the best out of everyone's expertise. 
Mm, yeah, well said. Well said. So if this relationship is as important as a marketing director and the CFO, for instance, in order to make sure digital transformation happens, then, then what does it mean at an everyday level? Um, well, one, there has to be respect of personality types. I think you have to understand there are, are different types of um, all people within the organization and you have to respect that. Secondly, you have to know your job role um, and job roles and you have to spend time with the individuals mm -hmm. and, and just, just ask what they do. It's not, it's not a crime that you don't know. There's, there's plenty of new job roles coming up. Um, so you have mm -hmm. to understand that. I think you've got to also think in tasks as well as proposition. A project plan mm -hmm. will fall on, fall on common ground and common understanding mm -hmm. um, there. Uh, it's uh, something that I think uh, a lot of the um, tech function relate to more than marketing function in a way. Number four, I think you've got to learn, uh, whether it's HTML or whether it's how to insert a Facebook pixel or understand and read a Gartner report on MarTech. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter, but show willing, I think, is there. Um, and mm -hmm, finally, mm -hmm. you've got to carry on fighting your corner. A bit, a bit of healthy competition. There's always going to be a, a um, push on budgets and and you're, you're there to champion the customer and champion that customer experience. So you, you've got to do that. Yeah, I love that, Chris. You gave out four or five ideas there for people to think about. And I'll take your lead from that and think of a few that the audience can listen to or pass on to marketers or people in PR, creative functions that they work with. And if you're sat there right now thinking, hmm, how do I, how do I think about this? Then Embrace the challenge of scarcity, lean resources, and impossible deadlines that are surrounding us right now. And you you think about it differently that actually you sit as close to the CIO as the CMO when everyone works from home. Mm, so that's a really good point. It, it's it's You have the same proximity to your sales and supply chain organization. And the tech can actually help you work in agile ways, improve your productivity, and share knowledge easier and faster on things like product availability or customer needs, turning off and on marketing on a regional and local level. Another really just practical upside is a reduction in the amount of time required to get meetings started on time. I think the tech actually helps us do that, shifting behaviors. We can schedule meetings for half an hour instead of an hour. Very practical things we can do. But you can also think externally. What issues do your customers have? Do the customers have concerns about your ability to deliver? I mean, a customer might, might, might be saying, if I buy your product, can you deliver on time? Will your inventory or logistics cause delays. Customers have a lot of anxiety right now about visiting the, the physical location and purchasing the product. Is, is the product safe? So what steps are you taking to ensure customer health at your site? How do you serve customers if it's not open for business? All of these are great questions to start to fuel into discussion debates and the tech just can help you come up with solutions. There's a great example from the Salvation Army, uh, researching an example from Switzerland. They've been able to deepen their relationships with supporters through a, a CRM-based loyalty program. Uh, the, the it's a non-profit and their marketing team could email an update explaining the store was still open uh, or suggest other stores as alternatives to all their loyalty card holders. And that has a huge application for so many more brands right now that you could copy similar micro and geo-targeted customer engagement. 
Another thought that came to my mind is that if you're a brand with, I'm thinking of like an appliance brand like Sub-Zero, something like that, and you've made investments in your in, in IoT, you must be gathering so much more data now about how people are using their appliances, uh, how the products are performing, perhaps identifying opportunities to encourage your customers or consumers to take earlier maintenance actions or service options or keeping food at peak fresh freshness for your for the food items and bringing people together precisely for cooked meals. So the technology is there. How are you using that to service and inform your customers and your audiences? Those are just simple things you can think about right now and put into action. Great example, Sam. And the great news is that it's also shown that CMO and CIO have to work together to protect those digital transformation budgets as recession bites. There's a, there's a um, survey in a uh, publication called CIO. It's a website called CIO.com. And it says that CFOs um, had ranked digital transformation and customer experience investment as much lower on the list of potential cuts. Um, than general capex and and even workforce, um, and and across the world there is a common picture happening. You know, there's there's a mortgage servicing firm in uh, Minneapolis who suddenly had to enable 500 employees to work from home on an infrastructure that only had a um, only allow 165 remote users. There's there's um, tech um, heads across the world buying new laptops for remote users, sometimes off consumer retail sites as, as demand sort of spreads, whilst at the same time, CMOs are wanting to ensure that the customer service SLAs are not compromised. So, so what do you do? Well, the first thing you do, of course, is collaborate um, and you make sure you seize the opportunity and embrace the change. There's a, there's a new dynamic where we all have to balance risk and reward in a slightly different fashion than we did before. That's probably less time for testing, but that does mean that there, there's greater risk, but it can also mean faster progress as well. And you need to continue to innovate together and perhaps be prepared to innovate quicker. The cycles are probably shorter. And for the CIO and the CMO to over-communicate together, to, to keep um, in touch. Uh, I was struck just before we sort of wrap up, Sam, there's uh, mm -hmm. the London yeah. School of Economics, the LSE in, um, in the UK. There's a director of the IT there, a lady called Laura Dawson, and, and she's saying that the LSE serves around 2,500 staff and 14,000 students. And and early March, there was a decision to take all the teaching 100% online by March 23rd. That's not a long time scale to take what is a relatively sort of physical environment and make it completely digital. And again, that is being seen in education establishments the world over. Um, and and it, what really struck me, Sam, was that it's a very, very common situation that and our ability mm -hmm to actually transform our operations at, at a very, very fast speed has been incredible over the last sort of right. month or two. Now, interestingly, she, she talks about crisis management training as mm -hmm. being a reason um, and a decisive factor right. in enabling that, sort of setting up a clear strategy, making swift decisions. And, and I did wonder, how many CMOs have gone on crisis management mm. training as well as their CIO counterpoints? Um, you know, we talk a lot about disaster recovery on the technology side, mm -hmm. but 
I, I do wonder how much of that went on from a CMO perspective. I, an, an interesting point to finish on, I think, Sam. Um, maybe that's why we've yeah. seen the uh, CIOs come to the fore at this point in time. Yeah, there's a, definitely a, a principle of competitive response, but also emergency preparedness, R- preparing for p- future scenarios and future-proofing your business. And and that is something we, p- we should come back to in a future episode. So, Sam, why don't you give us the three key takeout and reflections of this episode? Absolutely. The first one I'd say This is all about not having a mindset of competitive players, but the CIO and CMO as collaborative forces. Lead the business into the future through having a customer experience focus. And thirdly, I'd say is move fast, experiment. It's about accelerating. Don't sit on the sidelines. Be the catalyst for change. Yep. Good summary there, Sam. So next week, number 33, um, we're going to be looking at SaaS and uh, software as a service marketing and how to get it right and how to get it wrong. As it becomes ever more important and popular, what techniques are needed and and what can we learn from how B2B marketing is changing its approach as well. It's going to be an interesting subject to think, Sam. Absolutely, Chris. There is, again, running the theme of technology, humanity, partnership, future, and the technology and making it happen to grow the business and drive customer experiences. Can't wait for the show, Chris. As always, you're keeping us busy. So until next week, Chris, have a great week across the pond. Well, that's it for this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more by visiting marketingtransform.com and click on the subscribe link. If you listen via Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or anything else, then click on follow, subscribe, or type Marketing Transformed into search. We're a new show, so please leave us a review, comment, or ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at marketingtransformedshow at gmail.com.